Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of KidsViews.com. I'm here in the studio with Amy Oztan, SelfishMom.com. Hi. And Andrea Smith, technology guru extraordinaire. Hello. Um, it's the middle of summer. We're tired. Um, this week on the show, we are talking about favorite kids. Do you have one? Will you admit you have one? Yep. Were you one? Were you not one? Were you angry about it? How excited I am that I only have an only child. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's going to talk about an only child, but then we get Andrew to t- we're going to get her to talk about her sisters. So we're going to hear the real <laughs> dirt on Andrea anyway. Um, So we're going to delve into that. It's kind of a taboo subject, but um, we thought it'd be a lot of fun to talk about because parents really don't talk about it. Yeah. And here's the thing, like a lot of parents, you know, when I get in trouble with my kids, it's not because they read my blog or they read my (laughs) Facebook page. It's because other parents that I know told their children what I said or wrote and then their children tell my kids. Okay. So so don't talk to your kids about what I talk about. Don't don't listen to this in the car if you're a friend of Amy's. Please. With your children. Stop busting me with my kids. <laughs> my God. Because Amy is obviously dying to say which one of her children yeah, is and, her favorite. And like, <laughs> I like to be open about this stuff with other parents. I don't need it getting to my kids. Well... Careful, Amy. It's no one. Should I not be on? Should I not be doing podcasting and blogging? Is that we Before we go further, just make sure you know that your kids may, in fact, listen to this. I would be okay with that because we've actually had discussions about this. Like it's not. It's not going to be a totally new topic to them. All right. Uh Well, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about that first, and then we will, of course, have our bites of the week. We have a super special, shorter (laughs) version. Summer. Summer Summer hours. Summer hours show. (laughs) So we'll be right back with topic one. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We are back, and we are talking about. Your favorite child. <laughs> Do you have a favorite child? There was an article in the New York Times a few weeks ago by Perry Class, Dr. Perry Class, who I feel like we should just have on the show because totally. we are continually Open pulling it. articles from her. Um, but because everything she writes for the well section of the New York Times is really interesting and fascinating. Um, so the studies show people do have a favorite child. <laughs> of course we do. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because I think as parents, I don't know if parents realize they have a favorite child, but every child thinks their parents have a favorite child, right? right? Like as a child, I think maybe my parents had a favorite child, but as a parent, I definitely don't have a favorite child. Now maybe I you also don't? have identical twins. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Whoever is being better that day is my so wait, favorite child. So you have twins, you don't have a favorite child. Andrea only has one child. I only child. have one, so, so it's him or the But cat. he's not the favorite. <laughs> So I'm the only one at the table who has a favorite child. That's like, hmm, that's what's interesting. so interesting. So I do we really want to let you talk about this? I'm not going to say who it okay. is. <laughs> I don't think you do have a favorite child, and here's why: because I have known you for a very long time now. I have known you for almost nine years, I think. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think you have equal adoration and exasperation for both your children in different ways. <laughs> That's true. And the more we talk about this, the more obvious it's going to be who the favorite child is. Um, but here's the thing. There, there was an interesting 
quote from the article that I have here because it says parents don't appreciate the difference between love and favoritism, said Dr. Libby. I think it's hard for parents to say, I love my children the same, and from time to time there is a child I do favor. I favor a child because at that moment that child makes me feel more successful as a parent. And I want to point that out because it's not about love. It's not about loving your children more. It's For me, it's about which kid I like to hang out with more. Does that make sense? Like, They're like your more favorite person. I, it like, it's, <laughs> not your more favorite happen, child. Though, as they evolve, I mean. Well, my, my favorite child did switch. Which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. My, I, I used to have a different favorite child. <laughs> and there's only two. Yeah. So it's not like I know. We should have had Audrey McClellan wow. on with five kids. Right. Totally then there would be a mystery. To ban your kids from this podcast. <laughs> Seriously. Trust me. My kids are not going around listening to the podcast. But it's interesting for me because I do love them both equally. And they both have fantastic traits and traits that drive me crazy. And that's all kind of separate. I consider, and, they, and they're both equally talented in very different ways. My favorite child is the one that I would just rather hang out with, the one that doesn't drive me crazy, the one that I have more in common with, like culturally and pop culturally. Right. Um, so it's more like which one, because I've never really thought of my children as my friends. I kind of hate that idea. Yeah. But it's more like which one I'm more likely to be friends with. That's but that's kind weird. of important because and now here's my perspective. So my only child, <laughs> who's always been my favorite, not the cat. Um, although he, it's very funny because he used to compare me to his best friend's mother. Like he would say, "Well, Sylvia's a better mom. She's my favorite mom." Like because she used to pitch in and pick him up after school when I was working and stuff. So we would. He would tease me about that. Dig it in, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sylvia was there for that dentist appointment. Where were you, Mom? God. But he has evolved to the point, and sometimes I would say to him, "I love you so much, but I so dislike you at this stage of your life. Like, I don't want to be with you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't know who you are." Yeah. But he has um, matured and grown up so much now at twenty-six. Thank you. That I actually like talking to him. He picks up the phone and calls me. Hmm. He asks me for career advice or he'll tell me about a girl or um, and I feel like that, you know, we are finally at the stage where my kid is someone who I not only love, but I like him. Mm -hmm. I like to be with him. And I think that that takes time. That's like a process of you growing and your child growing. He has said to me in the past year. I don't know what's come over you, but like, where were you five years ago? I totally would have loved you more then. And I feel like together we've done this dance where we've grown into this wonderful relationship because I've said to him, well, you too, you know, five years ago would have been great if if you were at this point, but we weren't. And so we weren't great. And now we're really, really in a good space. So I think what's interesting is I always felt like there were parents who were baby preschool parents. And that's the time they loved, and that's the people they were. And I can see that in my own parents with my girls when they were little. One of my parents was one of my parents was much better as a grandparent when my kids were little, uh, much more into it, and not as into it when they got older. Um, and then vice versa. And I actually one of my best friends growing up who had I think the worst parents I know, um, but she adored them. Um, who we always said the secret to their marriage was they pretended they didn't have kids. Um, so they had a fabulous <laughs> marriage. But they, I will never forget, her mother actually said to her 
when we were around 13 or 14, thank God you're finally this age so you're interesting enough to talk to. Seriously, I'm with that mom. I swear <laughs> to you. I, I am totally not the baby toddler mom. In fact, I can kind of remember sitting there when I had two small children going, when are you guys going to be able to take care of yourselves? Because this is just boring and tedious. But there are some people that's the that's right, what that's they like. Thing. They like the lap time and the reading time Ugh, and the right. snuggle time and the all of the stuff, the going to the playground and, and taking care of someone. And taking care of someone and, and they're so cute and they give you that like cute feedback and then when they get older and it's a little harder and they are people with their own opinions they're kind of like mm, oh, that's I don't when have my kids to oh, do with you like I don't know what to do. That's when with they you. became interesting. That's when I liked start that's when I liked hanging out with them right. when it wasn't so much care and instead it was interaction hmm. so i think it's interesting to your point amy about your favorite kid shifting mm-hmm. because that they are evolving right and you're seeing how they're evolving um, and their interests are evolving that was a big right part of it one of them just kind of stopped having the same interests as me and the other one developed the same interests as right. me so i'm just gonna put it out that my daughters are me um, they are so <laughs> me, it's not even funny. And then they're so not me in key ways that I super appreciate and get a kick out of. But they're so me in so many ways that I don't, I just take it for granted. Like, I, I just am like, of course that's how they do things. Like, that's how they're supposed <laughs> to do things. That's how <laughs> but how does their dad feel about that? I, I think he totally appreciates it. Um, but it, this is the first year so my daughters have been going to summer camp for seven weeks since they were nine years old right and this year they're 14 so six six summers now and i will say i've always missed them when they go like it always feels weird it feels quiet but this is the first summer and maybe it's because the conventions are going on and my girls have become super political Mm -hmm. this year I am dying to talk to them. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe they weren't watching last night. I can't believe I can't tell them about the, you know, Michelle Obama, Melania thing. Like, I can't, like I'm, I'm emailing them at camp. And there is something about that that suddenly your kids are so engaged and so a part of, like, what is going on in the world and your life that is really and interesting. And you enjoy talking to them. And you enjoy yeah. talking yeah. to them. You know they'd get a kick out of it. You know. So I, I do think that is... An interesting evolution. Like you hope you like your kids, I would think, since you made them. Yeah. But I definitely. I mean, I had friends growing up who like they really didn't, and they don't. They don't talk to their parents now. They don't like That's each so other. Sad. Hmm. It's sad. But Andrew, but when, you had sisters. Did you feel like you were the favorite? It's so funny. <laughs> so you know, my mom passed six months ago, hmm. and each of us um, kind of was like looking at each other, like you know, like. The caregiver would sometimes say to my younger sister, you know you're her favorite, right? And and I would get so mad that she would say that. And then someone else would say to me, you know, you were your mom's favorite. I mean, she really enjoyed talking to you. And then a third person I heard say to my older sister, but like they were completely different people in my mom's lives. And so for us, we filled three very different roles. One was like the caregiver, one was the practical, one was the take care of business. Mm-hmm. So for my mom, she had a perfect world because everybody was able to give her the emotional, the mm. physical, the financial. Right. So I don't know that there was a favorite, but I think we all kind of were like, oh, I was the favorite. Like, I think you wish that you were. Right. Well, that, that reminds me of a story that I always erroneously a tribute to Irma Bombeck, and it's not Irma Bombeck. I need to look out, look up who it actually is. But it's a story about how um, a woman died, and um, after she was dead, she she had left uh, three letters for her three children, 
And in each letter, which she told them to keep private, <laughs> she told that child that that child oh. was her favorite. And, oh, my God, I'm going to cry just thinking about it. Well, my it. grandmother has a story that's not so sweet like that. Of, <laughs> I think it was either her uncle or, like, a cousin. But he would tell each of the kids they were the favorite. And he was leaving everything to them. <gasps> and the, he did it to get so they'd take care of oh him. My God. And he totally didn't. He oh, did, first of all, he had man. nothing to leave. <laughs> and, like, <sighs> he just, but he just played them because he knew he could. I, you know, I don't know. I think it's so... I think the way parents talk about kids in relation to each other is probably a bigger problem than yeah. like having a favorite. I think the idea that like he's the smart one, he's the sporty one, she's the cute one. Yeah. She's the and, and, and when just you have puts them these kids into with each silos. Other. Yeah. We, well yeah. when I was when my I think when I only had one child and another on the way, I read a book, I can't remember maybe it was siblings without rivalry. I don't know. I was I was very concerned with not having children who hated each other because my sisters and I, oh my God. Yeah, like how about you? Bloody you fights. I I think well, you had twin sisters. Yeah, so it's, so oh. it's a weird dynamic. I think I was the favorite just because I was a goody two shoes. I always got good grades. They were the Hellions, right? Um, you were the easy one. I was totally easy, um, but I didn't want my kids to have the relationship that my sisters and I had when we were little because we we were never not fighting ever, right. and I'm talking even physical fights. Oh. So. Um, I, you know, I read books trying to head it off, and we were so careful to not compare them, to not, you know, and, like, even if they would ask us, they still ask us, you know, who do you like more? Who did you, you know, who did this better? <laughs> who, you know, it's it's that especially... sets up such a competitive, you know, yeah. between the two of them to be rivals. Well, we were so careful not to do that, and they just did it anyway. Like, they just came out competitive, yeah, and there was natural. nothing we mm. could do, and it's it drives me crazy. Yeah. Are your girls competitive with each other? They're not, but everyone else is competitive competitive for them. So I think the problem with twins is you are naturally compared your entire life, whether you've asked for it or not. And one of the stories I always tell that's my favorite thing about twins is that when my daughters were in the same class at preschool, the year, their two-year and their three-year, we had very different parent-teacher conferences. And they'd say, like, oh, Sophia, you know, whatever, draws squares, great, and Izzy only draws circles, like whatever they would say when they're two and three. When they were four, we separated them into two different classrooms Smart. for pre-K. And we, ever since, have had identical parent-teacher conferences. I'm not joking. To eighth grade now, it is the same exact wow. parent-teacher conference with different teachers. With And it's because when they were together, all the teachers looked for was the difference. Hmm. Well, they're so their they own did, little controlled study yeah. group. Right. So they only looked for differences in them all the time. And then once they were separated, people just saw them for what they were doing. Right. And what their so, attributes and their skills so are. similar. Yeah, I, I really believe the twins should never be in the same classroom. Yeah, it was, it's hard. I mean, they're going to different schools next year, and I'm terrified for them because I think it's going to be very hard. But the best thing for them. And it's hard. It's really hard because it shouldn't be a competition but because they're in the same grade, you're mm -hmm. still, it's always a competition because maybe one, like literally my husband and I, we sat at graduation, like, please don't win an award. Please don't oh, win an God. award when they did all the awards. No. Like who prays for their kids not to right. win something? Yeah. Me. I'm like, no, either <laughs> both or not. Cause yeah. that was Cause my fear. Cause if one did. Oh. And then you're like, oh, it'll ruin the whole day. Right. And mm. even though one is happy for the other or yeah. one, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Mm. So I feel for them because they can't escape that. They can't escape people just looking at them as a unit but at least they don't seem to have it that's they good. don't have it but they feel it like one of my daughters definitely and it is just kind of luck of the draw you know in some things she just she comes out on top a little bit like i'm talking like 
two tenths of their GPA, literally. <laughs> you know, one question on a standardized mm-hmm. test, it's one of them always comes out a little mm-hmm. bit ahead, and it's so infuriating because it's not this giant difference, you know. So we had this conversation at home the other day. I have a favorite cat. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the cat is not, the cats are not listening to this podcast. (laughs) And I was thinking, what if I had had two kids? You know, like, would I exhibit this behavior of just rubbing one's belly and not the other? What would happen? And I know it's a little weird, but, and then I talked to my husband about it and he said, that's so funny because the other one is my favorite cat. (laughs) So I'm wondering in the real world with children where it, it actually matters, does that happen? I think like, it does. Oh, does it that totally balance does. out this one spouse? I actually think there is a reason I'm telling I you think this. It's the worst. <laughs> I actually think it's the worst thing of all, and that's how I grew up. I think when one parent favors one child and one parent favors the other, it can set up a weird Is it because te- the other one dynamic. picks up on that? And I think you relate to the kid who's more like you. Yeah, yeah. totally. And chances are with two or more kids, they're going to take after one or more. I don't know. So do, I, is that what happened to you? I... I never felt, you'd have to ask my sister, like, because truly, like, I never felt like I was the favorite. I actually think my parents um, had enough of their own Michigas going on that, like, <laughs> that they were, I was just easy. Yeah. And I was first. So I think um, I got the best of my parents in a lot of ways, and my sister got the worst of my, you know, like, I was 16 when they divorced, she was only 12. Like, I got the mm. best of my mm-hmm. parents. Um, and she got a much harder road with them and just clashed a lot more with my dad. So I think there was that. I think that, so some, I don't think it was about being a favorite. I think it was just that I was easier mm-hmm. um, to, for my, maybe for my dad to relate to. Well, like that quote says, it's about, <laughs> you know, you, the the kid who makes you feel like a successful yeah. parent and the kid often that's right. just the kid who isn't giving you trouble who right isn't and my sister a was not a trouble problem kid at all at she point. just was a different personality she just was you know it was just different and school was different for her it was just a different experience she was never like a difficult kid hard kid you know it was just different um yeah it is interesting i did have had i I think I could say, and I don't know how many of my relatives will seem to this, so I'm sorry, but I was definitely my grandparents' favorite. Oh, interesting. Um, and again, I was the first grand, I was the first granddaughter on both sides, um, not grandchild, but granddaughter. And I think certainly from my grandfather, like he would say all the time, <laughs> you're my favorite. Like he just, wow. he and I just had a, and my grandmother now, um, also my grandmother mm-hmm. used to tell me all that all the time. And I don't think that's so true anymore because she's just so dependent on so many people. But she did used to say it to me, and it was always weird. Like, hmm. it was weird for me because I was yeah. like, well, You felt I, awkward. It felt awkward. Yeah. I, I totally yeah. was like, okay. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a weird. It's a yeah, weird. Yeah. When my kids go to visit my husband's parents, um, they definitely each have favorites and make it very, very, very known to the kids in a joking way, but right. still. But are your kids their favorites overall? Um. I think that's they have hard for four grandchildren. grandchildren. No, I've never seen any favoritism among like the two different sets of grandchildren. Yeah, no. so they're have... also at vastly different stages. My kids right. are a teen and a tween, and their other grandchildren are a baby and a toddler. It's right. really hard to compare. It's the whole favorite thing is interesting because I think again, if you ask parents, sometimes they'll cop to it, but they don't necessarily feel that way. 
but the kids feel kids it feel rightly it. or wrongly. Yeah. They just definitely do. And my kids are dying to know. I mean, they ask me <laughs> all the well, time. Well, that's good. You know what? If they can't so what tell, do you say? then you're doing it right. I, I try to get them to do things for me. I say, well, you know, maybe if you go get me a Diet Dr. Pepper, you'll be my favorite. <laughs> but I think that's the way to do it. If your kids can't tell, then you're doing it right. As long as they don't listen to this episode, because I've given them some pretty big clues. <laughs> Okay. On that note, we will uh, wrap this up and be right back with our Bites of the Week. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We are back with our Bites of the Week. Amy? All right. So mine is, is, is simple, but it makes me so very happy. In fact, I'm using it right now as I speak. Um, a while back on the show, Andrea, her bite was a USB cable where the USB side was reversible. Like you could, you know how like you try to put a USB in and, and you get it wrong. Down. Yeah. You always put it in and wrong the first time. And you're hanging down behind the edge Why of the desk Why do you always put it the wrong way you the just, first time? You just do so like go the with your instinct and, and then reverse it. <laughs> Maybe it just feels like that. I don't yeah. know, but but like because like if I look at it and then look at the slot, I can't tell you, what I'm supposed to do. Oh, I can tell if I, I look can't at tell. it. No, it confuses my brain. So um, so that it's it's just frustrating. So Andrea's bite was great because it was one where you could put it in either way and it would fit and it would work. Well, I've I've gone one better. I bought Uh-oh. a cable. Um, it's a micro USB cable, you know, the little micro USB for Android phones or Windows phones on one side and then USB on the other. And both sides are reversible. So that little micro USB thing that's shaped funny that you always put in wrong Upside the first time. Down. Yeah, that you can put in either that's way. That's crazy. Oh, it makes me so, it's the little things, you know, it's the little <laughs> things that just make a difference. And now I don't have to like fumble in the dark trying to plug in my phone at night. Yeah. Fantastic. But that's huge also because when you're setting stuff up on your desk, even for back to school, you know, the last thing you want to do is be leaning. And you can't always see, like if you're plugging into the back of a desktop or something, you know, you can't always see the yeah. port. Yep. And so to be able to I do that, that and not have it be upside down. Yeah. Is amazing. So if if you if you find yourself constantly struggling with this major <laughs> major problem, it, it's a, a cable by Omaker or Omaker. I don't know how they pronounce their name, but we'll link to where you can buy it, and it's not expensive. I got two for thirteen dollars. Oh my gosh! Cool. Perfect. Okay, my bites for Rebecca this week. <laughs> this everybody has for bites you. All the time now. So I got a gadget. Um, I have not tried. Usually, I try the gadgets before I recommend them here on my bites of the week. So this is the. Eve Energy from Elgato and it immediately made me think of Rebecca because it's it's just <laughs> a power switch it's a power sensor so you plug it into your wall outlet and then you plug a device like oh maybe your flat iron that oh, you're always my worried my what you didn't turn it <laughs> off or and then you put an app on your phone and you can see, is it turned off? Is it on? If it's on, you can turn it off. <gasps> no, it's like um, the greatest thing ever. It's, it, it looks pretty cool. It just makes it a, an on-off on your phone. So I'm going to hand it to Rebecca here. <laughs> and I'm going to go home and plug in my fan iron. can tell right us about away. it. <laughs> Do you know what it, what it costs, what it retails for? I don't. All right, we'll look it up. We'll, we'll, look we'll it put up. a link we'll, to it. Yeah. Elgato. Isn't that Elgato. the cat? Yes. <laughs> Senor Delgado. Yes. I hope I'm not allergic to it. Um, so um, 
my bite of the week this week is we had the good fortune for GM to lend us a um, Chevy Malibu hybrid Ooh. for our road trip up to Camp Visiting Day. Mm. And it's the first time I've used a car that had Apple CarPlay. Oh. Oh, Was my it God. easy? It was, first of all, well, it just happened. So it was really easy because we were like, what's that? Why did my <laughs> iPhone all show up on the dashboard? of the? It was so cool. So we had the phone mounted on the dashboard in the little, you know, clippy thing that holds it there. And plugged the, you know, it plugged, it has two USB ports and the power port all together under mm. the dashboard. So that's so nice. So, so you, you can play music and charge your phone yes, at the same time. At the same time. And there's two USB ports. So the driver can have their thing plugged in. You can have your thing plugged in. And there's the power. Wow. So you could. there's a whole bunch of ways you could do this. So it doesn't connect to the car through Bluetooth. You have to plug it you in. You could also do Bluetooth. Oh. But once we plugged it in, all of the sudden... It just mirrored everything that was in the phone. So, like, it wasn't my apps, but it was all the basic mm-hmm. Apple apps. So all of a sudden, it showed up like podcasts, messages, whatever, just on this big, beautiful screen that looks mm. like an iPad. Mm. Um, and you're playing your music through it, and you, so you never touch your phone again. So if your phone's up there with Waze on it, right. like our phone, mm-hmm. you leave that be, and you see messages come in, and you can get your messages. So and they it's come up not and they really mirroring because if it were mirroring, you would see ways on the screen. Right. So it's letting you look at your phone. It's letting you go into all of your Apple apps, basically. Okay. Hmm. Um, so messages, mail, music, podcasts. I mean, did probably, you listen to our podcast? Um, I listened to Hamilton. This trip, took, <laughs> took, this trip was two soundtracks. Oh my um, god, that's how we measure trips now. Jake and I'll be like, we time. can listen to Hamilton two and a half times. <laughs> exactly. Buffalo is a two and a half Hamilton trip. Um, so we, that's what we did. But it was just cool. Like it just worked, and it was there, and it was cool to be able to access everything, and just even see like when text messages were coming mm-hmm. in, just to see them, and then so my husband wasn't like looking at his phone at a red light. Right. You know, it was just there, and if it came up, I just tapped it, and it came up and all it puts all of your messages up and you could have Siri read it to you you know you do whatever you want so no secrets with who you're driving with yeah I wouldn't do it if you were in the car (laughs) or you always have to tell the person I'm in the car you're on speakerphone speakerphone. please be careful yeah but But were there any other techie like I I love when when the new cars have this safety thing on the mirrors that tell you someone's in your blind spot mm. someone's in your blind spot this thing corrected so my husband will not admit this and he's a very good driver but He's a, like a total looky driver. Like, ooh, what's that over there? What's that over there? So like when in those moments, the car yeah. goes a little this way or a yeah. little that mm-hmm. way when he's busy looking at whatever, it kept correcting him. Wow. It didn't like if the car went this way. So hmm. it kept moving him back to the lane. Oh, the not center. just telling him, but actually moving oh, no. him. Well, like, some went cars like this. go beep, beep, beep and annoyingly Whoa. tell it you. It beeps when there's someone in your blind spot. You right. need to turn that up. But it, comes, but it also flashes on your rear view mirror. Right. So you just get a little light up so if I someone's in your blind spot, which is great. But it would, it corrected. Wow. So he, but the did first, he feel like he wanted to overcorrect? No, like, no, no, no. He was like, what? And I was like, right, because you were looking over there and you always <laughs> pretend that you don't do that. And now the car knows and totally proved me right. Totally busted The car you. totally proved me right. Um, so that was, and you could turn that off. Right. But it was really cool. Like it was, it was the first steps towards self-driving, huh. right? Like hmm. you just felt it. And there was something called valet, which we weren't sure if it like made everything else shut down. If a valet was driving your car. Oh. Or if it parked for you. Like we couldn't figure out which one it might do. I said I think maybe it parks probably for shuts you. Down. But maybe it shuts down. It like maybe it locks down. down your radio and everything yeah. when it's on valet yeah. mode. I don't know. Or it doesn't let it Very drive cool. that far. Maybe we should get a podcast car and do like a podcast road show. <laughs> we totally Broadcast should. Broadcast from the road. 
I mean, I just think it's so, for me, especially as a New Yorker who doesn't own a car, whenever we get a car like this to try out, it's so much fun because we don't know what we're getting and right. we don't know what's in it. And we don't, you know, it's like always really fun. And a lot of times they give us a big, giant SUV because they think that's what you want. Mm-hmm. And I never want no, that I don't want unless that. we're going like skiing. But otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't, why would I want that? Yeah. Um, can't even park it in Manhattan. You know, we it's can't... funny. I was almost going to talk about a car next week for back to school. Like, because if you're going to give your kid a car, you know, for back to school, this you had want a teen it to be driver. safe. I was, that's why I was teasing my husband. Yeah. I was going to put it on teen driver because there's a teen <laughs> driver setting. You can put it on. I was Love like, it. that's awesome. I'm going to put it on teen driver, which I think, I don't know what, I think it like take like reports on your speed it probably gives the speed yeah and it might shut down your radio i don't know i was like teen driver mode um but anyway that is it is very cool i highly recommend checking it out if you rent a car with that in it take advantage which kind of which car was it it was a chevy malibu hybrid Uh, yeah that's the other thing we filled it up once we drove all the way to maine and all the way home we spent 20 bucks on gas it was unbelievable loved it um, it was also this gorgeous color. It was like this um, purple. No, <laughs> it was like a smoky charcoal. Oh. Like so, it wasn't black, yeah. but it wasn't gray. Like it was, it was actually really lovely. I was like, I was super into it. City girl wants a car. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you're born in Detroit. You like your American cars. All right, <laughs> so that is our podcast for this week. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. You can check us out on Facebook.com. We will have uh, slash Parenting Bites, of course. We will have links to everything we talked about on ParentingBites.com. Ooh, I'll put my pictures of CarPlay and all that stuff (laughs) I took pictures of. And um, on Twitter, hashtag Parenting Bites. On iTunes, please rate, review, subscribe, share. Share, share, share. Parenting Bites. And on Play.it, where you can find Parenting Bites and all the CBS podcasts. There's lots of them. Mm -hmm. Check them out. Till next week. Happy parenting. Bye. Bye.